So welcome. We were we're here in the um, the beautiful city of Whittier with my brother Edward Roman. Hey, 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 what's up, brother? <laughs> <laughs> so what we want to do today is uh, we want to dig into the book. Oh. For those of you who don't know, he just put out this amazing book, amazing book. Amen. Um, Amen. And uh, thank you for inviting me again into your beautiful home. Oh, thank you, brother. First time we came, um, we talked about you know the. You growing up, where you grew up a little bit, uh-huh. um, we yeah. talked a lot about, um, well, really, we just talked a lot about being a sheriff, Amen. you know, yeah. and the ups and the downs, but with this book, is more like in-depth, yeah. you call it, uh, was it a memoir? It's a memoir, yes. It's a memoir. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about, um, you know, since we've seen each other last, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was during 2020 or 2021? Uh, 2020... One, I believe it was in July. It was nice and hot that day, so I had the air conditioner mm-hmm. on. Brother. I don't know if you remember. And then we had little Miha here. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Your daughter was here, and uh, she was helping out. God yeah, bless her. She's a she's the cameraman, the yeah, producer, yeah, yeah, the yeah. writer. She's my ghost writer. Oh yeah. <laughs> I tell you a funny story. So when I meet your ghost writer, which right. we're gonna talk about, uh-huh. I walked up to him and told him, "Hey man, you the ghost writer?" He said, "Yeah." I said, uh, "Do you ghost write for rappers?" <laughs> they looked at me like. Get this dude out of here. <laughs> and I go, come on, I need you to ghostwrite for me. And he goes, uh, no. No. Get away from me. But amen. So talk to us a little bit about what's been happening with you within the last year. And then we're going to we gonna get it in. Right on, brother. Well, you know, um, yes, since we've talked um, last, uh, I wrote a book. And uh, did we, did we, we, did, we did, No, we didn't talk about a book. Okay. okay. No, we didn't talk about we a book. We talked about a part two, but no book. Uh, part two to do, yes, that's okay. Correct. All right, all right. Um, and uh, can you believe, bro, this dadgum Latino wrote a book? Latino? Latino. Latino. And, um, you what know, good can come out of Santa Fe's Press? Uh, let me tell you, the, um, <laughs> what's up, man? But uh, anyway. <laughs> Blue, is it Bluefield side? <laughs> no, 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 brother, no. we're on the north side. But <laughs> before I, I would go any further, I want to uh, thank you for allowing me to be part of this, this, what you're doing. Yeah, brother. Um, you could have picked a million people, oh, man. Okay. but you picked this guy. Right, bro. And uh, to be part of this, to share your heart, and so I am honored and privileged. No, bro. Um, and so I'm managing him now. Hey. So if not, but uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, no, continue. No, uh, that that's you know that in itself, brother. I appreciate being able to be a part of this, being part of your life. Mm-hmm. I've seen you as a youth at Good Shepherd, and uh, look where you are now, bro. And, you come know, on. you're you're 13 churches later. Woo, come on, 14 but, hey, you know, but, <laughs> but uh, you have you know, you're you're, you're furthering uh, the gospel of the kingdom, bro. And mm-hmm. That's what this is all about. 
Amen. And so, you know, whenever we're giving God honor and glory, whenever we're acknowledging Him in our lives and telling about the good things that He has done in our lives, bro, what does the word say? We overcame by the Ooh, blood yeah. of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, brother. Amen. And that's what we talk about today. Let's do it. Let's do okay. it. Okay. So, um, yes, this book. I started writing this book uh, back in March of 2021. And so, um, writing this book uh, was kind of healing for me also. You know, because I'm talking about humble beginnings, where I came from, pops coming from, you know, Mexico and settling in, in wine country in Central Valley of California and, um, you know, having a dream to, you know, live in, in, in America, but also to, to uh, bless his family, his children and himself, of course. And so I write about that because, you know, the, the Bible says in, in, in chapter uh, six, um, uh, children, obey your parents mm. in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. So, um, you know, I, I, I take that. And uh, yeah, the, the first first chapter is pretty much, you know, thanking him for his sacrifice. Thanking my mother for her mm. sacrifice. I mean, she came over with him. And uh, they were already married when they got here. Uh, or they were married in Mexico, and then they came together here. But, um, yeah, that's the first chapter, bro. And, I, I, you know, I talk about my family uh -huh. and, and that dynamic. And all seven of us honored our parents. You know, all seven of us. You know, it was a tough time growing up. And so my, my, my dad was a, a laborer, and uh, he worked. He, and he had a side gig cutting grass and things mm -hmm. like that, you know, to support a family. But uh, my mother was, you know, raising us and um, we, you know, sac they sacrificed. So anytime we got paid, bro, I tell you what, we gave our check to our mom. Mm, come on. And then mom would, you know, hey, divvy up a couple of bucks here and a couple of bucks there. I always had T-shirts, socks mm. and underwear, bro. That's all I know. Mm, come you on. Know, I had a roof for 24 years of my life. I never had one water. Um, 24, I was there 30, so you're doing good. Okay. <laughs> I was there 24 years of my life, you know, in the same house. And, you know, nothing was ever shut off. No electricity, no water, because that was my mom. She made sure that things were handled at home. So, um, first chapter. Amen. So, we want to rewind a little bit. So, you've been married to the same woman, right? 32 years. 32 years. You have three kids. Three kids. Uh, Alejandra, Nathan, and Jacob. Amen. You've been, uh, you're retired, right? How long have you been retired? Well, I, I officially retired from the Sheriff's Department last year, um, last June. And so, officially. Officially. Uh, I retired after 25 years. I became a reserve deputy and worked um, with personnel doing backgrounds mm. on, on um, prospective recruits, you know, for the department. So I uh, was able to do field work, which meant I was the guy that went to your job. I mean, if you were applying for the department, yeah, yeah, I went to your job, I went to your neighborhood, talked to your neighbors, and then jotted everything down or wrote everything mm. down that they told me, you know. And the last question was, would you recommend this candidate for hire? Mm. Right. Okay. So <laughs> all I had to do is look at 
their reaction to that question, and, bro, and I knew. Yeah, yeah. And even if they told me, well, yeah, or um, yeah, sure, or, I just looked at their facial expression, and I would know already. Hmm. So if they didn't get in, it was because of you? Well, no. no. <laughs> no like, well, I'm not going to say where we're at. I, I, I had a part of it. But anyway, no, I would just take down copious notes. And everything that they told me, I would give to the background investigator. Okay. And he or she could determine, you know, what happens after that. But um, I was just the one that, you know, I was the messenger, bro. And uh -huh. I, was, I was giving the message to the messenger. And they did whatever they needed to do to either hire this applicant mm -hmm. or, you know, disqualify them. So, and you, that was a total of 32 years. 30 years. 30 years yeah. of serving our community. Appreciate that. No, thank, thank you, brother. I know we're going to get into that uh, as well. So, you know, married to the same woman, which is very rare nowadays. Right. Only grandparents stay together, you know, because they got old together. You know, and it's not, I tell people, it's not really about being getting old together because people divorce when they're 50. Yeah. yeah. But it's uh, it's going through life's ups and downs. It's, uh, it's going through heartbreak and heartache yeah. and financials and children and 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 still sticking it out. Yeah, amen. So yeah, we we want to dig into the book a little but, bit. Oh, but, go ahead, go ahead. But I just wanted to say real quick, and you know, um, I spoke at a, a men's Bible study on Friday, and um, and this is what I was telling you. I, I you know God put something on my heart. Amen. And, let's let's uh, do it. And I just want to say to everyone who's listening, if you have ever been done wrong by a peace officer. If you have ever been disrespected mm -hmm. by a peace officer, if you felt that uh, in any way an officer was out of line when dealing with you know a situation that you had, I stand on his or her behalf and I want to apologize. I want to apologize to you for the things that have happened in the past. That maybe, yeah, some things that, you know, hey, we're human too. As officers, we're human too. We feel, mm -hmm. we have emotions, we have, and, um, but sometimes we cross the line. Just mm -hmm. like every other profession, but sometimes we cross the line. And again, for you, if that's what you feel, I apologize and I'm sorry. And just as we have been forgiven much, I ask that you forgive of much also too. Because that's when we get freedom Mm. That's when we get the freedom to move forward and to maybe understand and gain that trust, respect for authority. So that's what I wanted to say. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I think uh, a lot of people, um, they want to hold you to it. We talked about that before. Yeah. Hold you to a certain standard right. because you're a police officer or a sheriff, but they don't want to be held. Right. But, you know... In the time we're we, in the time we're living in, uh, we're gonna go get into how people used to view police yeah. versus how they view them now. Yeah. But before we get into anything, um, the one of the things that um, I was looking at is uh, some of the titles that you are uh, of the of the chapters mm -hmm. and uh, some great stuff. One of the things that uh, let me get in my notes. Um, we're going to start off with chapter one. We're not going to go through every chapter. We'll no. be here for 10, yeah, 10 no, years. Yeah, we can be here. An honorable beginning. And um, the fifth or sixth sentence jumped out to me. Okay. Where you make a statement you said about your father. 
He was never more than a laborer in his work, but in his family life, he was large. Yeah. Like, talk to us about how, you know, like, your, your father, for me, is that hero, yeah. that standard, that, that you're a superhero. And sometimes as men, we can be defined by what we are outside of the home mm. more than what we are inside the home Amen. based on finances career Correct. community where we stand in the even in the church where we stand in the church where we stand in our jobs how much money we make what car we drive mm -hmm. but for you he was a laborer to uh many uh -huh. but to you he was large yeah well you know when you live in the neighborhood and your dad is don felipe Mm. And your mother is Doña Vicky. Yes, those are honorifics that are bestowed on people that have, you know, prestige. Mm. Well, my parents had that with us. Mm. We held them in that honor because they never were out of line. I've never been called a bad word. And I won't even say, you know, some of the things I've heard people call their children. Not once ever did my mom or dad ever belittle me even you know when I you know had to be disciplined um, that was something that I mean my dad's presence mm, that was on. that was enough I, I, I put it this way the look the look <laughs> I put it this way my dad didn't move very much or very fast because my dad my dad didn't have to move for anybody at all mm. and that was the kind of demeanor that was the kind of um, uh, that was the uh, the kind of presence that he had in, in our home, outside. He was the same man, and there was no. It's like that it factor. Oh, and I thank God uh -huh. for that. Mm -hmm. You know, because this is a strong man. Yeah, he's making minimum wage, but he had a dream to buy a house, and what does he do? He makes a way to find. A way to buy a house because of a of the, the determination that he had and not only that to be able to and, I, and I, it's in the first chapter of the book of why we moved to Santa Fe Springs how we bought our first house I don't want to get too much into it by the book um, but we're, that's why we're not trying to get yeah 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 because we need you to buy the book yeah <laughs> buy the book but um, those those things that uh, whatever he was at home he was out no you know, out in the street, with, mm. you know, and anybody and everybody. And again, I think about, you know, you don't really don't appreciate Don Felipe, Doña Vicky. You really can't until later on you understand, wow, that was honor. People were giving my parents honor. Mm. What is a Don? A Don is a Spanish nobleman, a Spanish noblewoman, nobility. Wow. You know, you got prestige. Well, they're bestowing that on my parents, and I love that. Mm. I love that. And man, one more thing that you said about him that uh, that really got me. It says, it says, from your point of view, he was made of iron, but it was his iron will and deep wisdom that have made me the man I am today. His influence, his who he was, is mm -hmm. who you are today. Amen. Yeah. And so, when when we look at you, we see your father. Amen. As in. Jesus saying, you see me, you see my father. And there's a mirror image of it. Oh, yeah. And so, th th uh, there's so much that uh, 
I want to talk about when it came to your father. One of the things that you said was that there was things that weren't said, we just did. And um, family, taking care of each other, looking out for each other, yeah. working hard, uh, no disrespecting, no, no name calling. No. You know, uh, and th in this day and age, uh, I've heard people say some of the most foul stuff to oh, their children. Goodness, yeah. You know, and um, whether it's, I think people only do what they know. Yeah. Right. And so they do what was told to them. And I know in my in my home, there's words that I would say, like, we can't even say stupid. Even if it's stupid. Yeah. And we're not even talking about a person. My kid's like, Dad, you can't say that word. I'm like, right. Say whatever. Okay. Right. Uh, dumb, stupid, uh -huh. uh, retarded. Right. Um, you know, shut up. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you no. know. And so talk to us a little bit about the atmosphere in the home because, you know, uh, yeah. you were the baby. Mm -hmm. I was the last of seven. And um, so also we want to get into how you were the baby. You came <laughs> very late in the game. Woo. Talk to us a little bit about creating an atmosphere and yeah. how you took from your childhood and how right. you created that atmosphere here right. in your home. And what we can do maybe as young parents, young adults, or whoever's listening, maybe got off on a bad start. Mm-hmm. Maybe not doing what they're expect is doing, but maybe they can learn a little bit from you. Hey Amen. Well, you know, I mean, a father or, or a mom and dad are are they're their standard bearers. Mm. They're they're the barometer of how we should act because we learn from them. We teach our children, and it's just good or bad. Um, I was fortunate to have parents that had honor. They love God. They loved their country, and they were appreciative of what this country had to offer them. And um, they made sure that their kids did the same. I have mm. two brothers that served in the military, you know. And um, again, my dad was the standard bearer. He was the one, okay, this is how you treat each other. This is. He never cussed at us. He never called us names. Mm. So we never called anybody in our family that, you know. And so, and that's, but, you know, in the book, I put down, yes, he had an iron will, but he had feet of clay, just like all of us. Mm. Bro. Talk to us about okay. that. Yeah. You know, he was, he was a man mm -hmm. and he made mistakes too. And, um, he was, you know, uh, he, he made mistakes. Mm -hmm. and, and so just like all of us, but again, um, to keep that honor, um, respect goes both ways. Yes. You know, even though we're parents, we got to respect our children, right? Their wants, their needs, you know. Um, when you come down on them, um, what do they do? They're going to come down on their friends, their cousins, because they're being taught that. Mm -hmm. I never had to worry about that because it was just the same thing every day. Hey, honor for your country, honor mm -hmm. for God, honor for your parents. And then what does that do? Now I've got honor for the police. I've got honor for my teachers. I've got mm. honor for my coaches. You know, I'm not, you know, because that's not the way I was taught. And and then now I teach that to my mm. children. I remember last time we, we talked, uh, and I, this isn't a, the, uh, another chapter, but we can bring it up now, how you're really preparing your children for the world, for the good, bad, and the ugly. Uh -huh. But I think we prepare our children for just the ugly. Mm. If they touch you, you hit you, you hit them right, back. Right, yeah, Don't yeah. let no one take advantage of you. Yeah. But we're not telling our kids, hey, 
Forgive those who do you dirty. Love thy neighbor. Hey, respect your teacher. When you see the police, if you don't, you don't you don't have to make the comments. Right, and, yeah. and um, the funniest thing is, you know, bleep the police. Yeah, the police. yeah, 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 yeah. Someone's breaking into the house. Call the police. Well, see, <laughs> you know what? Um, but that respect that was taught to you, right? You didn't. You weren't that guy. Right. Exactly. And and the thing is this. You know, um, in the acknowledgement at the end of the book. Oh, first of all, you dedicated the book to your wife. Uh, yes, of course. Amen. Hey, I that's, forgot that's, about that. Hey, that's my, shh, that's the taco to my Tuesday, man. Ooh, that's that, my. That's the lighthouse. What did you say? Oh, no. She's the lighthouse that bring my ship home. I try to reuse that on my wife, and I said something about a car crash on a, a Navy boat uh, <laughs> to the third degree. I don't know. I just no. ruined it. To um, to sailors uh, back in this 18th century, 19th century, a lighthouse was key because mm. it kept the ship going forward and to where it needed to go. And so my and that came to me. I was like, man, that she would bring my ship home to port and kept me from the jagged rocks and the the uh, areas that we can the, go home now after this <laughs> we can go home she was the one that brought my ship home so i love that i love I, that i, 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 was, I, I was trying bro no 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 we we'll get a tattoo no, right here no, no. so like every time i look down i'm like that's you girl but you know but you know what <laughs> but the acknowledgments um you know like you're telling me huh? you know yeah they're they're the first first ones to you know disrespect the police and you know for whatever reason uh but yet we're there good bad or indifferent mm, nine one one we're there bro amen and so i, I just wanted to in the yeah, acknowledgement um in the acknowledgement um to the men and women i served with doing the lord's work you are some of the most courageous human beings on the planet Mm, come on. Only those of us who put our lives on the line for people who care less for us, who hate us, and probably would wish us death, mm. could understand the self-sacrificing oath that we took. God bless you, men and women in uniform. Um, amen, amen. Come on. I, I, I get it. You know, um, there's hate. And there's hate for authority. And unfortunately, people equate authority with abuse. Mm. And because, you know, they've been abused by their family members, a parent, a, a teacher, mm. a police officer, they've been, that was the authority. And um, unfortunately today, and, and I'm sure before, they equate that, and and that's something that we have to change. Mm, come on, that's something we have to change as law enforcement officers. We need more community outreach. We need more a community involvement, and so and that goes both ways. Amen. Right? You know, hey, we need to build that trust. We need to trust the community. They need to trust us. You know, it goes both ways, and so um, the more we can put God first in our communities, the better our communities are. Amen. And another uh, part of the, the 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 chapter, the first chapter, you talked about how um, your father, what he called it, um, was very respected in the neighborhood. He mm -hmm. prepared you guys. Mm -hmm. He taught you things. And um, and there's one part your father catches you um, and your friends horse playing. Oh yeah. And you guys are talking crazy to each other. You yeah. guys are saying things 
You're not supposed to. Uh-huh. And your father does. Uh, he does he check you with a look? No. He talks to me after they leave. So you and your friends are yeah, we're doing hang, our thing. hanging out, um, hanging out, and um, they leave, and your father, I yeah. guess, comes and gets. He needs a Google translator. Oh. <laughs> if there was one, if there hey, was one back there. What if these? I need that Google yeah. translator. Yeah, My yeah. daughter says things all the time. I'm like, uh, Google translate that. Well, he knew that. Um, you guys, was, were, you guys were talking. Whatever, we were, each talking, other. whatever yeah. we were talking was derogatory towards each other. My mm. dad's not going to stand for that in his home. So they left, and um, he asked me, hey, what does this mean? And I knew, and so I told him, he goes, those are no good friends. I don't want you hanging around with them. And so they never came back to my house, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. But um, he was right, because those friends chose different paths than I did. And as a result, um, let's just say weren't... Um, Positive contributors to society, if you know what I'm saying. And not only, and how old are you at that moment? I'm 11. An 11 year old kid uh-huh. has a conversation with his father mm-hmm. and then makes a decision that I want to say 99% of us would never do, even to this day. You say, you know what? Because they, they got to go. Yeah. I'm going to find new friends. Yeah. When I read that, I said, man, Edward is, is a better man than I'll ever be. <laughs> And um, but you know what? Because there was so much honor and respect right. for this man that was before in front of me. Yeah. You know what? I trust you. Yeah. You know what? If you think these guys are good for me, I'll keep them. If yeah. not, they gotta go. Right. Right. That is tough at eleven years old. It is, bro. But because then you're not at the cool kid table no more. <laughs> <laughs> but um, having a strong figure like that gave me a sense of security. Mm. So I didn't need friends like that. Ooh, come on, preach. Okay. Okay. Um, and that directly parallels to our Heavenly Father. Amen? I, I, and so, amen. Uh, you know. You're still in now. You're still in. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Whenever God is telling you to do something, <clears throat> okay, Lord, I'm going to do it. And and I'll be honest, man, I, I didn't always listen. I didn't always do what he did or he told me. But there was, a, there was an atmosphere where you knew. I knew. I knew. You knew. Um, you know, my neighbor asked me to help him cut the grass. I think I, I put, I mentioned, oh yeah, yeah, that was crazy too. Oh yeah. And, um, I told him, no, you know, I'm nine years old probably. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go ride my bike and cut no other man's grass. (laughs) He told my dad Mm. and at the dinner table, oh, I got checked. And when it was just a look, Hey, Mr. Moila told me that you told him no. And I just shrank in my chair, like, oh, we don't do that here. Mm-hmm. Somebody asks you to help, you help. And, okay, <laughs> that was it. So what I'm sensing here is kind of like what, a little bit of what with my mother. My mother wasn't a scripture person for mm-hmm. it. Like, what I mean by that, she didn't quote Bible scripture. Yeah. She lived Bible scripture. There you go. And I see that as I look at your father, and I'm reading it, it's like if I, I'm getting to know him. And I'm, I'm, I'm listening to a man who, I don't know if he was religious or not, no. but I know that he was teaching you some biblical principles. And, and I mentioned that. In the and book. you talk about Genesis. Oh, yeah. And that, was, and that was bedrock for your family. That was like atmosphere. That was like, yeah. look, at, the minute you walk through that door, well, technically everywhere, but that door, we don't play that. Yeah. And, and, this is, and, and I tell people a lot of times, as Christians, mm-hmm. we can talk a good talk. Oh, yeah. 
and we can walk a good walk. We got yeah. the Christian knees down. Uh-huh. We say amen at the right times. Yeah. We say the right thing. We're great in public, but behind closed doors, we can live like devils. Oh, yeah. And so this father of yours, this man that God put in your life, mm-hmm. was teaching you Bible before you read the Bible. Right, exactly. And so I, when, when you said, I, made, I, I, I honored him, when he told me to get rid of those guys. Yeah. That was huge. I was yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah, bro. And, and you know, the, the thing is that my dad wasn't a Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad didn't read the Bible. My dad didn't pray. But I thank God that he had that wherewithal to know. And be, and he was taught that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing was, the highest honor I gave him is that God used me to lead him into the kingdom of heaven before he died. Mm. Uh, he had a massive stroke and everything just started shutting down. Uh, he could only speak through half of his, you know. But before he died, I asked him, Pop, mm. do you want to go to heaven? And he says, Simeon. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. I said, will you pray with me? Simeon. I said, okay. Come on. And so, I don't like to really call it a sinner's prayer, but yeah. I just say, yeah. He put his trust in Christ at that moment. I said, repeat after me, Pop. Mm. And so, you know, asking him to forgive his sins, believing that he rose on, that Jesus is the only son of God, that he died and rose again on the third day, mm. right? Leading them in this prayer. Amen. And I said, okay, Pop. I'll see you again. And so, consequently, a week later, he dies, right? Mm. And man, so we talked about pops a lot. Oh, oh you want to? No, 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 and that's good. We talked about pops. I mean, I, I, I get emotional thinking about them because after we talk about this next subject, we're gonna get into the, to the bread and butter I feel of this book <laughs> because it hits home for me. Uh-huh. Um, let's talk about mama. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's, it's first of all, let's talk about how you how you almost didn't make it. Ooh. Almost. Okay. Um, I'm gonna start there. Where the enemy. Try yeah. to take you out before oh, yeah. you came, oh, before yeah. you was here. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about the decision, and then we can talk about moms. Okay, so um, mom is is forty one years old, and uh, she's already had six children, two miscarriages, and she's working full time. Her youngest is ten years old, and. Um, <laughs> Uh, she ends up pregnant. Mm. They didn't know no, no TV. And hey, well, they had a TV, but hey, that is good. Yeah, my mom is forty-one. Uh, my dad is fifty-one. Ooh, okay. okay. And, okay. and there's no blue pill back in the day. That's what I'm talking. It's that iron. God, God, God bless pops. You know, so. Um, Amen. She finds out she's pregnant, and um, anyway, so I'm thirty years old. And my dad just died from uh, complications of stroke. Mm -hmm. My mother has pancreatic cancer. Wow. Yeah. So let's go to that story. So she's dying of pancreatic cancer. She's got a catheter in her neck that is straight pumping morphine. Uh, She's in her last days. And I go to visit her. And she is beaming with light. She is radiant. And I said, Mom, what happened? And in Spanish, she says, I forgave your father. 
Mm. And I said, oh, my. She goes, yep, I forgave him. I talked to Dr. Lopez, and uh, yep, I forgave him. Now, Dr. Lopez was a psychologist for the city of Santa Fe Springs and helped out with the, you know, uh, the neighborhood. And he was very close friends with my brother Dave. So my mom's, you know, in her last days, and uh, all my family would usually come to visit and stay there at my mom's mm -hmm. and dad's. Anyway, so um, she's beaming, and I said, oh, that's great, Ma. And then that's when I knew she's ready to receive God. No. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, she had harbored a lot of resentment towards my dad because, remember, clay feet. My dad wasn't perfect. So she had harbored a lot of ill will and feelings towards him. Mm. And so now that she forgave him, now she's ripe and ready in her heart. I said, okay, Mom, would you like to go to heaven if something happens to you? And she said, see me home. Yes. I said, okay, Mom, we're going to pray. So we, I pray with her. She accepts Christ into her heart, and and she keeps her eyes closed, bro. And um, I said, "What's wrong, Ma?" And she says, "Now I know why." I said, mm, "Oh, come on!" And now I know why. And I said, "What, Ma?" She says, "Okay, I'm gonna tell you something, Mijo. When I found out I was pregnant from you." I went to Tijuana to get an abortion because I didn't want you. Oh. Uh, I was already 41 years old. You know, your brother Dave is 10. Uh, you know, your brother is serving in Germany in the military. I, I, I didn't want any more babies. So when I went to Tijuana to get an abortion, your grandmother tells me, no lo haces porque este niño te va a dar un bendición. <coughs> what is that? Don't do it because this child, this baby boy, and she, it was, I think it was a prophetic moment. Come on. Because there was no prenatal, there was no gender reveal, nothing. No parties. <laughs> no balloons there popping. Was, este niño te va a dar un bendición. Mm. Well, that hit my mother. She chose not to do it. And 30 years later, my mother realized why she didn't do it is because that baby boy in her belly ushered her and her husband into the kingdom of God, being used of God. And she understood, now I know what a blessing this baby boy was going to bring to me. Mm. And that's how the book starts, bro. Because there's purpose in my life. Mm. Everybody's got purpose. God has, has put on. that in us. Finding that purpose, mm. Come on. that is... <laughs> that's the difference, bro. And so that's why I'm writing the book. Man. Amen. I don't know, we, man. We, we could. I, I, I say every, every, every time we talk about something, we can, um, we can go home. <laughs> so, mom doesn't have the abortion. No. And uh, so let, let's talk a little bit about mom. Okay. Okay. You know, she made that. She 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 took the advice. Yeah, she took the she advice. Was, and had me. Had you. <laughs> Let's talk about moms. Okay, so um, moms uh, was um, stoic, uh, very, um, um, God, all I can say, not very loving, not very, you know, hugging and, you know, I love you and stuff like that. But when it came down to running a home and backing her man, her husband, mm. she was there. 
and she was that lighter side of my dad. My dad was, you know, pretty firm and, you know, fair. Mm-hmm. She was the lighter side of that, firm but fair. And so uh, that's what, you know, I remember of her. Um, there were times, like I said, where she washed my clothes. She saw the holes in my socks and stuff like mm-hmm. that, so she knew. And I always had, I, I never went without, and none of us did. Mm-hmm. Uh, even on my, my, my dad's um, uh, paycheck, you know, week to week. I remember Fridays. Mm. Fridays, my dad got paid, and we either had Kentucky Fried Chicken or McDonald's, bro. Mm. And that was splurging. The rest of the week was... <laughs> Beach, uh, rice, juice, uh, uh, That's it, man. And she made the killer tortillas. Come but anyway, uh, very resourceful, my mom. Very um, um, uh, giving. You know, uh, people would come from Mexico. Mm-hmm. We had a four-bedroom house. People would come from Mexico... She'd find out and she'd put them up in a room until they can get their, you know, their, you know, start working or whatever they needed to do. That was my mom. That was mm-hmm. her heart. And so, um, yeah, that was mom's. Um, but I was just completely like blindsided by that story. I didn't know. Wow. And here I am, 30 years old. So did, how many people actually knew about that? Was nobody knew. Just well, gra- mom and dad and uh, grandma. Grandma. Um, her sister, because my sister, uh, my, my tia Socorro, she lived in, in Tijuana, and yeah. that's where she went. Well, my mother, or my grandmother was there, and this whole came about. Wow. I was just floored by that, but isn't God good? Isn't, isn't, you know, just, you know, there's purpose, and like I said, everybody has a purpose, and now I'm finding out, and I'm moving on that purpose. To, to tell us about Jesus, man. This entire book, one of the, I was, I was driving over here and I was like, this entire book is an 828, a Romans 828. Amen. That's, and that's I, what it is. And, and, and I, I, I can picture God in heaven saying to all the apostles and the angels, uh, at a Roman, he committed another 828. <laughs> Uh, David Mendoza committed another 828. Like, no. or, or, I'm trying to be a police right now. Yeah, the police, yeah. Uh, we got to take care of this. You don't mess something else up. I, you know, uh, 828. Romans 828. <laughs> and we know that all things. Come on. Uh, or, I'm sorry. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, mm. who have been called according uh, to his purpose. Mm. And that's Come why on. anytime I, I sign a book, bro. Oh, you did sign it, uh-huh. yeah. Okay. At the bottom is oh eight twenty eight. Okay, that's one of my favorite scriptures too, because like yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a whole lot of eight twenty eight. Amen. I'm yeah. like Lord, my bad. I don't screwed it up again. <laughs> you know they always make fun like guardian angels all yeah. beat up. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But we have a purpose, bro. Amen. And and everything works for those who love the Lord yes. and according to His glory. Yes. And who would have known that you would have been the one? Yeah. And so and 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 and, and that area and at that moment and you're talking about. God used you not only to lead your mom to the Lord, right. your dad, father to yeah. the Lord, uh-huh. but anybody could have done it. Yeah, exactly. That's why I tell people, like, you look at Peter. Peter was sent to the Jews, mm-hmm. and Paul was sent to the Gentiles, mm-hmm. so that no one could boast or brag. Right. And I tell people, God loves to use those guys that are unqualified, that no one thinks, mm-hmm. no one sees coming, you know, least of their house. You know, he could have oh. used your brothers and sisters. Yeah. He could have used an extra neighbor. Like I'm sure there was people that your mother and father oh, looked up through to through the years, definitely. And he uses Roman. Right, <laughs> that's me, man. The baby of the bunch. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I uh, when um, when I found this out, bro, I, I was completely, but I never forgot it. And the reason why I never forgot it is because it was going to be told for su such a time as this. Mm, come on, okay, mm, come on. For such a time, we got to understand and realize, man, these are the last days, bro. De definitely, okay? definitely. We see some crazy things now, man. That we just go, that's just pure evil. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm look, I'm not looking for the signs of the times anymore, bro. I'm waiting for the trumpet. <laughs> Come on, I'm listening for that yeah, trumpet yeah, yeah. because, but, um, but this is the, you know, th this is what I equated to. Okay, let's do it. First Corinthians, uh, chapter one twenty six, brothers. Think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you mm. were wise by human standards. Come on. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of this world <laughs> to shame the strong. Where it says foolish things, you put your name on it. Hey, you better I put, believe I put it. put my name right there in, in capital letters. That, 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 that sums it up right there. God chose this vessel. How many guys could have wrote this book? I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. And that's a whole other story, too, of how that book came along. Oh, we didn't really get to that. No. We didn't really get to that. Before we get into this next chapter, maybe we can talk about the process. You understand your fallacies? I mean, you, you're... Your sin? Come on. Once you find out you, you're... Then God can start moving... <clears throat> I put it this way. Um, I, I, I love this story. Uh, this one man had a carpet cleaning business, right? And he's he's doing well. He's hiring some heads, you know. And so he hires this new guy, and he takes him to train at his at this house. And so um, he goes, "Hey, finish up. I'm gonna go look at this other job. I'll be right back." Comes back, bro, and the guy says, "Okay, I'm finished." And the homie knows. That was, no, you're not finished. So sure enough, he looks around. He says, come on over here. He's all, what is that? Mm -hmm. And he goes, oh, that's dirt. He goes, you and I can work together. That's mm -hmm. good. He says, do you know how many people I'll ask, what is that? And they'll say, I don't see anything. Mm -hmm. And that's our heavenly father, bro. Oh, come on. Hey, what is that? Ah, Lord, you know what? Yes, you know. Cause he already know the answer, right? He, the Lord knows, but until we mm, come on. understand, bro, and 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 are truthful. I mean, God knows, but we're here. We're trying to, you know, whoop, we can whoop the woo everybody else, but yeah, God definitely, knows. we're good in public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, what is that? Oh, I don't see anything. Mm. I can't work with you. Mm. And everything is, if you really look at it, what we're going through as in life, there's a spiritual aspect to oh, everything. I mean, you talked about it in the book. We'll get there in this next chapter. It's going to yeah. be crazy. But you know what? Let's okay. rewind a little bit okay. because I know that we got a little, we just got excited. We're getting excited here because we're talking about God. <laughs> we're talking about this book is amazing. Yeah. Amen. Um, last time I talked to you, I didn't remember you. Whether, I don't know. But... From when I talked to you last time to this time, it's been about, you say about a year? Maybe two years, bro. It might be two. Okay, so did you ever in a million years thought 
thought about writing a book. Yeah. I did. Okay, okay. When did this book start to be start to like you know because everything becomes a thought. Yeah. You know, Lord, is this really me or is yeah. it you? You know, should, do I want to write a book so I can tell your story? Yeah. Which is our story. Or do I want to write a book so that I can be cool? Ooh. I can have something to do after retirement. Man, I can make a little bro. cash on the side. You know, I can be, I, I can feel better about myself. Wow. Yeah. Talk to us about where God said, you know what? I give you the green light. Let's go forward. Okay. Uh, so, um, after 25 years, I retired uh, from the sheriff's department, became a reserve, still worked part time. Um, but ever since I retired, I had this write the book because I knew there was certain news clippings there were certain stories that the Holy Spirit would bring back to me mm. and I would remember them and I'm a guy and I would think man that should be in a book mm. okay so I'm like but I'm fighting God no I don't want to write a book but every so often I get on my laptop and I start typing away and I'd remember a story and then forget about it for another you know three four months mm -hmm. And so what I wanted to say was, at that time, I was a lukewarm Christian, bro. Mm. I wasn't serving God wholeheartedly. I wasn't, you know, on fire for God. Sure, I went to church. Sure, I went to, you know, I was serving in the, the uh, support team. Um, you know, and my, my wife, she's a, a director of hospitality and stuff. But I wasn't serving. God the way I should be serving him. Mm. So, bro, God had been telling me to write this book. I said, in March of 2021, I said, okay, I'm going to write this book. But how? Who do I con I don't know how to write a book. I don't, I've got the stories. i got the memories. How do I write? So I go on the internet, and I find John D. Simone. Let's talk about John real quick. The okay. ghost writer. The ghost writer. Yes. Talk to us a little bit about him before so, we go further. Uh, uh, for those that, a ghost writer is basically a, 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 an author, a writer, mm -hmm. um, who comes along with an author to put forth a book. Mm. Okay. That's the easiest way I can explain it. I mean, there's you a gave more them all technical the, term. You yes. gave him everything so and he what I, the mail. Ex that's what exactly. <laughs> so, um, basically, John Simone, our ghost writer, he's the chef. And I bought all the ingredients, I bought the meat, I bought everything, and I said, here you go, chef. Mm. Cook this up. I like and that. so I like that. that's the way I can, you know, equate that to. But the thing was, is that um, he was sent by God. Why? Because I stepped out in faith and saying, Lord, I don't know how to write a book, but please send me somebody who does. John D. Simone comes into mm. my life, okay? And then... Um, Lord, I don't know anything about publishing or anything like that. Well, let me find out. Oh, TBN. They have Trilogy Publishing, a subsidiary of TBN. I, they, I, I emailed them. Boom, they got right back to me. Hey, send you some manuscript. I send them the manuscript. Bro, they're TBN. We love it. We're offering you a contract. Here you go. Read it over. If, it, if you like it, sign it, send it back to us. We'd love to work with you. Praise God. TBN, that's yeah, worldwide, yeah. bro. Um, writing a book is not cheap. It's thousands of dollars, depending on, you know, how you want to go about writing a book. And, you know, John D. Simone, he's not cheap. Mm. So all these costs. 
I talked to a friend of mine, retired, you know, motor cop, and he's Christian. And so this is this is, this is it right here. This is it, bro. I want you. To, I, I I actually Carlos told me about this. Story, okay. But I, yeah, it's awesome. So um, I'm telling. I haven't seen my friend Brian in a long time. I meet up with them. He's Christian. Good dude. And I'm telling Brian about. Hey, I'm writing this book. You know. And it's going to cost quite a bit, but you know what? I'm going to take it from my, my retirement. And, you know, because, you know, in, in First Chronicles, I, I'm reminded of David when he wants to set up an altar for a, 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 an offering, to, a sacrifice to God. And it's not his land, so he goes to the landowner, and the landowner says, take it, David. You're the king. Take it. Mm -hmm. And what does David say? He says, I'm not going to do anything that's not going to cost me for God. Mm. Or I'm not going to do anything for God that doesn't cost me. So I'm like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take this out. And he's looking at me. And he says, I got you. We're talking tens of thousands of dollars. Mm. I got you. And I didn't even argue with him. Because I knew that was a spirit. He says, I believe this book is going to make a difference for the kingdom. And I said, wow, bro. I said, that that's incredible and he goes you're gonna pay me back <laughs> but you're gonna take out of your retirement you're gonna have to pay taxes you're gonna have to pay penalties yeah he goes don't do that i got you just pay me back when you can mm -hmm. i said brian you know he goes whenever you can and i knew that was he's not pressed for money that money is not an issue for him but he wants to make a difference. Mm, that's on. stepping out, man. Well, that's 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 when you know that it's a God thing. That this book is completely a God thing. But all it took for me, bro, and this is what happened. I decided to write the book. I stepped out, and I remember in my room, in my prayer time, in my worship, I had I had some worship on music. And then, man, I hit another level. And I began to just sob uncontrollably, bro, because God is showing up, man. And I'm just worshiping him. And then the Holy Spirit downloads Luke chapter 5. Mm. And Luke chapter 5, the disciple, well, they're not even disciples yet. They're just fishermen. Mm. And these fishermen come into to the to port, and Jesus gets into the boat. Mm. And he tells Simon, not Peter yet, he tells Simon, Pull out into the waters and throw down your nets. Mm, and, and, and Peter says, we've been fishing all night. We didn't catch anything. We've been doing it our way. Right. We've been, we've been, we didn't catch anything. So he says, but if you say, mm. I will do it. Come on. He goes out, bro. Nets of fish so heavy, the boat begins to sink. And then the Bible says, Peter realizes this is Jesus. Mm. And the Bible says that Peter fell to his knees and said, Lord, depart from me. I'm a sinful man. And I'm in my room and I'm just with that verse, I'm a Lord, depart from me. I'm a sinful man. And I'm just completely just, I let it all out. And the Holy Spirit tells me, now, you and I can work together. Mm, come on. Now, that's the place you need to stay. 
repentant. Walk in that repentance. Walk in forgiveness. Mm. And I, okay, there's no more pride, man. Lord, I'm going to follow you. Whatever you say, I'm going to do. Because I know if I do it, the only, only good things can come of what you are asking of from me. <clears throat> so that's how the book became, came about. And now we were on in Kraken. We finished in December. Uh, editing. Mm -hmm. uh, the book cover. Everything. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, man. I'm not, you know, I, I, but when you're working in the Holy Spirit, oh, you make you're, you look good. Oh, you're Einstein. You make you look smart. Man, you're Einstein, bro. <laughs> as long as you work in the Holy Spirit, Amen. you know, yes, we've got gifts, mm -hmm. but writing a book wasn't one of them, but on. because of him, here we go. I stepped out, bro. And that's what all of us need to do is step out in faith to what God is calling us to do and then let him. Just work it. Look it. I'm on a podcast. What's up? Hey. 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 <laughs> he made it. He made it. But uh, yeah. Tell my mama when you see yeah, her in heaven, I made it. Man. Hey, mama. You ain't got to work no more. <laughs> <laughs> no hands. <laughs> but you know what's crazy about this is I think about the scripture where it says, those are poor in spirit shall inherit the earth. And um, one of the things about us as Christians is recognizing that we are nothing without them. They were totally spiritually bankrupt without him. Yes. And that is the best place to be. Yes. Because when you decrease, he increases. And one of the things I love about your John story. thirty, yes. Is one of the things I love about your story is that God took a nobody and he did something special with you. Yes. And uh, he does that with men all the time. Amen. Because I tell people, we can impress, like we said earlier. People listen to us talk about God mm -hmm. and the Bible. And I tell people... Uh, I don't even got a high school diploma. Yeah. But for some odd reason, this thing, well, the Word of God, when yes. I begin to share with people, something happens. And people are like, wow, that's pretty good. I'm like, no, yeah, bro. I'm not that good. I'm yeah. not that smart. Yeah. Even though I think I'm kind of like a legend in my own yeah, mind. Right. <laughs> right. You know, I think I'm something, but the anointing and the Spirit of God, when it flows through a man. Or a woman. Or a woman. Or a woman. And like I tell people all the time, you know, like... Uh, one of the biggest lies that I learned as a Christian when I first got saved was it takes a gang member to reach a gang member. It takes a drug addict to reach a drug mm -hmm. addict. Okay. And I believed that for so many okay. years. Yeah. And so God told me, haven't I called you to reach the lost? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't say what lost. I just said the lost. Amen, brother. And so I find myself because of God. And, and, and it's kind of like what you're doing. I'm like, ministering to doctors at work. Mm -hmm. And and and. and People that are professionals, they don't know nothing about what I what right. I've done. They're not from the hood. They don't know. I say words, and they're like, "What does that mean?" Yeah, I'm yeah. like, "Oh my bad." Yeah, the, bro. The, the the ebonics is coming out. Yeah. <laughs> but so you write this book, and it's and I want to say again, it's a masterpiece, bro. Thank you, brother. Thank I, you. I I, I I was reading it last night, and I was just like, try. I, I waited till yesterday to start reading it so it could be fresh in my uh -huh. mind. Yeah. And um. It was like he was telling on me. He was encouraging me. And I was like, man, this guy thinks he's better than me. <laughs> but the, the book is what you said. The book is 100. Yeah. The book is yeah. full transparency. Yeah. I'm reading this book and I'm thinking about your wife. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Like, she's helping you promote this book. Yeah. And you're telling everybody you're dirt. Yeah. But in that... 
leads to someone's victory. Amen. Someone's breakthrough. Like, well, you know what? Here is the thing, bro. When I thought about writing this book, I thought I was going to be talking about jail stories and patrol stories and, you know, that that was my intention. That Those cops on, in the book, hey, 911, you know, <laughs> or, or, you know, the name of the book actually was going to be called, uh, I Can't Make This Up, meaning, you know, I can't make this stories yeah, up. Some you know, there's stuff. some people that are just way out and wicked, <laughs> but... Uh, that, I mean, there's a lot of chat or not of uh, books with that name anyway, but, um, when I started and again, I stepped out now the shift came to where it was, no, this is what you're going to talk about. Mm, come on. <laughs> and I'm like, Lord, I'm putting myself out there. Mm. Mm. Not about you. It comes to the scripture and I'm not, you're good with the verses. So confess your sins to one another. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. the condition is to confess your sin. The, and, the, and the promise is you will be what? Healed. healed. There's healing and, and being, you know, like I, I, there's a men's group that we meet on Thursdays uh, twice a month. And it's purely just guys coming together and yeah. saying, I screwed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and I'm there. I'm the vet in the, in the room. And I'm thinking like, man. I'm more, I'm more screwed up than these guys. Yeah, right, right. And they're telling me their sins, and I'm telling them my sins, and we're walking out like, we're walking out humble, but with a sense of like, yes. And I think yes. that we, we, we lack that even in the body. Like, yeah. men's ministries, you gotta like. I feel bad like when the men's group leader goes up there, it's like he's gotta like beg you to come to men's yeah. group. We're having ribs. We're having this. Yeah. And you know, the women. We're gonna meet on Thursday. A hundred show up. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm like, what's going on yeah, here? But when you're transparent, you say one hundred. Yeah. Man, I don't know. I don't know for. I don't think you're gonna ever really know the 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 uh, how you the impact you're gonna make. Amen. Maybe when you get to heaven, God will show you. Heaven. See that guy? See that yeah. guy? See that woman? Yeah. So, and this book is not about men. No. It's not about women. No. It's a it's a God story. It's a God story. It, it's your story. It's your wife's story. It's but your kid's I, story. But I touch on every yes. aspect of life. Yes. Being a husband, being a father, being a son, being a... You know, yes. All these things. I'm going to be honest with you. When I've seen this part, uh -huh. the Mexican Mafia, the Bloods and the Crips, O.J. Simpson, I'm like, oh, cool. It's going to be like uh, cops. Right. Uh -huh. And I open it up. I'm like, what's all the nitty gritty, man? <laughs> what happened, man? Yeah. And then I started reading. I was just like, wow. Like, And then the Holy Spirit just... Sitting there, I'm just like, God, this guy's got me, dude. This yeah, is, yeah. Some good stuff. Amen. But, um, yeah, so the book, it's here. It's ready to go. Yeah. You can get it on Amazon. Amazon you can get it Barnes on. Barnes & Noble, any major book distributor. You can hit you up yeah. on Facebook. Um, I've got a website, um, edromanthecenturion.com. Um, it's, you know, kind of talks about the book and my story a mm -hmm. little bit more. Um you can also, I'm putting myself out there for okay. podcasts and Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. speaking engagements, you know, and you can go to my website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. But no, it, it, it was here first. Oh, yeah. No, this is the first one. <laughs> this is the first, man. This is but, a, uh, a blessing. It really is. But, um, yeah, so, amen. Definitely hit every aspect from fatherhood to brotherhood yeah. to servanthood yeah. to, to being a husband Father, to yeah, yeah. failing to victories, to triumphs, to just straight ignorance yeah. to, 
to uh, wretchedness, man. Bro. Wretchedness. Man. You weren't being righteous. You were being wretched. I was a, <laughs> I was a wretch. So as we as we tra- uh, as we get into this next chapter, which really just hit home for me, um, it was a little hard to read. Mm-hmm. Um, but the statistics in this chapter. Yeah, brother. Let's talk about the inmate who cried, Daddy. Yes. Um, and um, that first story just, that first story on, on page 72. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Take us uh, there to that moment. Okay, so. Or uh, however you want to do this. Yeah, no, no. I'm working central jail. I'm working overtime. Um, found out we were going to have a baby boy, my first baby boy. And uh, I... Uh, just decided to work some overtime. They put me in the crit module, 2700 Central Jail. And, Hispanic uh, in the crit module. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it was good. It's it, that's why you know there's one chapter. It's called MCJ University, Men's Central Jail University, because that's a whole education in itself. And so uh, yeah, so I'm working the uh, crit module, and um, we take count. It's getting t- towards the end of the um, the shift. It's about nine o'clock, nine thirty, and I haven't cleared count yet because I still got one inmate that's out to court. He shows up. Hey, how's it going? Last name? All right, cool. I'm clear. Uh, so now I can just chill for the rest of the night until the next shift comes in. But anyway, so he asked me, "Hey, sir, did I get any mail?" So hold on, let me check. Oh, sure, you got some mail. I said. Uh, how did it go in court? Not good yet. Oh, okay. Judge gave me 25 to life. Just kind of like, like I got to go to a doctor's appointment, a dentist appointment, you know, a slight concern. But 25 to life. And I'm like, I never ask anybody for what, right? You don't. Just they, this night I did. I said, for what? He tells me the story that. Uh, his sister's her, his sister's boyfriend beat her, sexually assaulted her, put her in the hospital. He got angry. He goes out looking for this guy, finds him, beats this dude, and the guy ends up dying. Mm. So basically, second degree murder. And so, um, twenty five to life. All right. And that's and and I never up until that time said this. Well, you know what? I'm going to keep you in my prayers. As soon as I said this, bro, this six four six five mountain of a man starts to tear up, and then he begins to tell me, "Deputy, I know I wouldn't be here if my daddy was in my life." And I went, and he's crying, and there's nobody around, which is, he's crying. He said, "My daddy left me when I was seven years old." He said, "Dad." Him and my mom were always arguing. There was so much tension. He finally got tired of it and left me when I was seven years old. And I could just see the pain in this man as he's telling me and his tears falling, bro. And then he says, I know I wouldn't be here if my daddy was in my life. Oh, no. And I just went, well, you know, Got his mail, wiped the tears, became that went crip. Back, went back to that guy. Oh, went became became that crip again. 
So he just gathered himself, walked down the road, and I said, my children will never say that. And what happened to them? Hey, man, so let's talk. Uh, uh, one of the things that I love, uh, we're going to go there, definitely we're going to go there, is uh, this portion of the, um, the book where he said, Men as fathers, we have such power. We will have this terrible, it says, we have this terrible power until we die. Like it or not, you're an attitude towards authority and your attitude towards women in regard of God and the church. What a terrifying responsibility. As, as, as fathers, we have this responsibility to not only uh, treat people good around our, our, our children, but to be present. Now, I know that there's some instances where maybe you and that person, it just, if you're out there, like, it's been done. Uh-huh. Um, what do you call it? Uh, it's been done. You know, you've been, you're divorced. Okay, so there's there's times where it's like okay I can't I can't change that right right but talk about the fatherlessness or uh, you know as a result of talking to that guy like man if if his father was there yeah um, what, what again the influence of a father um, uh, now granted there, there's bad fathers that have stayed in the home and I get it but um, this just shows the importance of not only to little boys, to little girls. Mm. The importance of a father and having that security. You know, I, I, I um, went over some, um, uh, you know, some uh, um, some research. Oh, come on. And uh, no, that's, that's oh, okay. And how was um, you know, uh, basically uh, nationally, fathers. Fatherless men command about 60% of all felonies. Yes. Uh, and that's across all ethnicities and socioeconomic groups. At MCJ, most felony convictions came from the poorest and most crime-ridden neighborhoods in L.A. Um, in my estimation, about 90% of the men that I met or dealt with uh, who were housed at MCJ were fatherless. Bro. Mm. 90%? Really? And... Um, and there's so many studies that you know we can cite on this topic, but the bottom line is this: if we are not as fathers, if we are not present present in our children's lives, um, they have a high probability of doing what's not right, going to the dark side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not talking about Christian fathers; I'm just talking about fathers in general. Uh, you know, my dad wasn't Christian. Um, but uh, he held those principles, and he showed us, and he modeled it. Um, and I, I write, you know, Dr. James Dobson, right? Focus on the family. Okay. I remember him, and I, and I quote him: um, "The greatest gift that you can give to society mm, I we is a well-disciplined child. That's the greatest gift that you can give to society, because they're going to be." employees, employers. Mm-hmm. They're going to be husbands, wives. They're going to be, um, you know, friends, family members. And we have to carry that positive um, light within us. 
to be, you know, able to show those around us who we serve. So mm. that's why it was, you know, I, I wrote that in there, and um, it's so it, it's so important. Yeah, I, I think of that that chapter, and I, I, it brings me to my childhood, where my my pops was he was accessible, he was there, but my mother raised me mm -hmm. by herself yeah. on welfare. Did what she, you know, that's why I tell people like, women do what they, they know what they do, what they know what, what they do, right. and they do the best they can with what they have. Right, right, right. And I used to always look at my mom, and um, she. You know, like that, like, like the guy. You know, like when a man leaves a woman mm -hmm. in that in that environment, it's they're bitter, they're angry, they're, they're angry. mad. Yeah. And um, as I'm thinking back to uh, to uh, you know my sisters and having their dad not there as well, you know, uh, I was talking to my wife one time and she was telling me, you know, and I, this is a kind of a flip, but mm -hmm. kids are kids, right? Right that a man plays a bigger role in a woman's life in the earlier years than a, than yeah. a woman. Yeah. And you think like, yeah, no. what? Yeah. Because the man sets the standard right. of what kind of man she's going to end up with. And it's so true. true bro. Because a lot of men go after women that remind them of their mother and probably vice versa. Yeah, yeah. And I remember one time my mother, my wife tells me, you're not like my dad. I'm like, oh, hey, no, I don't like your dad. Ex-sheriff too, right? Yeah, right, right. I go, I ain't like your dad. She goes, you're like my dad in some ways. I was like, wow. And I began to like, because as a, a father, I remember one time going to a, a daddy-daughter dance. Mm -hmm. And they got the old dudes, got the young dudes, you got the young kids, babies, right. all these different um, uh, ages. And so these older women would go up. They're like in their 50s, 60s. Their dad's in their 70s, 80s, whatever. And every woman that went up didn't brag on how much money their dad made. Right, right. Didn't brag on the things you would think of. This is the two things they talked about. He went to my games. He supported me in school. And he treated my mother well. And because he treated my mother well, he set a standard for the man that I went after. Mm. And I think about it. A lot of the women, a lot, and I, I think about my sisters. And how I was the man of the house. Yeah. God knows I didn't have a clue what I was doing. And I didn't even, I, I didn't think about it. And I would look at some of the men that they chose, drug addicts. Yeah. I wasn't a gang member, but coming from that lifestyle. Right, right. And I remember growing up and all my sister's boyfriends, they kind of resembled me a little bit. And I was like, dang. But I, I, I think now. Right. So now for me, my wife saw, you know, the wifeies are always quick to, you know, yeah, give you advice, yeah, yeah, yeah. give you books to read and uh -huh. websites to check out. And I think about it, I'm like, you know what? Because as a father, and we'll get into even just being there sometimes, isn't it? Yes, it, sometimes that's not helping. Yeah. Like I tell people, like, just because you stand in a car, don't make your garage. Mm -hmm. a, a car, stand in a garage, don't make you a car. Mm -hmm. And so as a father, our goal is to, you said, well, you said the best thing I could do for society is, Give them a what? A well, um, a well-established child. A um, yes, it's gonna come in great. Yeah, I know. To give them, a, give them, give them a good product. Yes. Give them, put them, put them out there. A well-disciplined child. A well-disciplined child. Product. There you go. And so that's the goal. And um, maybe we can even get into how 
challenging it, can, it is. Oh, no, it is. Especially now more than ever. It is. But again, being in the home, being a father, doing the best. And that's why I tell people all the time, you know, as a father, sometimes I think I'm doing, I'm making the best decisions and doing the best I can, and I'm still failing. And as fathers, as we're doing, our yeah. goal is to like, I, I'm, I'm going to do my best to, to be an example to my right. child, to love on my child. And really, my greatest motivation is just trying to do everything contrary to it. Exactly. And then, of course, we have God's word that guides us as well. Right. Um, talk to us a little bit about just not being a father, but, you know, like being in the home, it, it's, it's more than just being present. Right. Because some guys stick around. I pay the bills. I haven't left yet. The kids are all jacked up. Well, here's the thing. The biggest cop-out, one of the biggest cop-out I've ever heard is, well, I didn't do what my dad did. Mm. At least I'm doing better than what my dad did for me. Mm. And God didn't call you to be your dad. God mm. called you to be who he called you to be. Mm. And so because of that, yeah. Take what God has given to you and give. So, um, I'll just end that chapter, Father. Mm -hmm. um, as fathers, we need to be humble. Mm -hmm. We need to be humble. And, and this is, we're sitting at this table. I've been living a wretched life, but I wanted to come home. Mm -hmm. My children are angry with me. They didn't want to talk to me today. But my wife, my lighthouse, she brings them together and says, father has something to tell you mm -hmm. and I said I used to think I was too good for this house nobody respected me nobody you know gave me love but today I'm not even worthy to sit on that couch mm -hmm. but if you could find it in your hearts to forgive me I promise I'll make it Just, they wanted, they wanted to be validated as far as, man, you messed, you messed up. Mm -hmm. Man, it, you were not right. Mm -hmm. And I acknowledged that, bro, and I said, I'm sorry. And I said, I'm going to make this right. And so now what do I have, bro? I have a son that says, hey, Pops, I like Norms. Hey, Pops, want to go to Norms? Shh. I have a son, pops on my Chick-fil-A, you know. I have a daughter who's a flight attendant who texts me from Hawaii. She says, hey, I'm coming in, fresh poke. You want salmon? Do you want, mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because I humbled myself before God and them. Mm -hmm. Now I'm able to experience and enjoy all that God had for me in the first place, and that's the love of a family, bro. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm and, a blessed man. And it's much more than just being present. Oh, yeah. And so a lot of men, again, will say this. We're doing all the right things. Yeah. <clears throat> but the things that, and it doesn't matter to, to, to pay the bills. It doesn't uh -huh. matter yeah. to work hard. It doesn't matter to come home every night. Right. But... There's a, another side of um, being a father, and that's being a slave. Okay. That's being a servant. Okay. That's uh, serving your children. That's uh, that's uh, humbling yourself, yeah. being meek. Um, not as, and I tell people all the time, like, 
I'm very good in public. Yeah. But when it comes to my children, sometimes I'm just like, no, yeah. stop that. Or stop it now. Stop it. And then they're like, and then I'm thinking, well, because I don't hit them. Yeah. Uncle Matt, and, and again, going back to what you said. Yeah. Well, I'm not doing what my dad did. Right. I'm not doing. Yeah. And I think that's where we, that's where I, that's the standard I, I can live, I've lived by sometimes where mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I'm not doing what my mom did. Right. So yeah. I'm better than her. I'm better than that. Yeah. And God's like, and the first time I've heard that, where, no, 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 no. I haven't called you to be her and him yeah, anyway. Uh -huh. uh, that's fine. But you're not doing those things, but I've called you to do it. Yeah. And so, as a father, you, you, that for a lot of us, we've even said it with pride. Oh, yeah. Hey, bro, man, you know how we grew yeah, up. Yeah, I know, I know. We're doing so good, bro. Yeah, yeah. And our kids are like, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> you're trash, <Yeah>. dad. <laughs> you're trash. And so, what are, what are some other qualities that you feel you can share with us today that have helped you? And then we're going to get into this next chapter. Right. But what are some of the quality, the things that God has shown you or you've read in God's Word, which is what God's showing you? Mm -hmm. Some qualities that we can put into play to have to, to have those moments. Right, right. Where your kids... When, see, this is why I tell people, you know when good things are happening at home? Mm -hmm. But it's when good things happen to you and you want to tell, you want to go home and tell them. Right. Because there's times where me and my wife were going at it and something good happens to me and I'm like, what do you tell them? Yeah. Well, when something good happens to me, I want to just call them. Yeah, right, hey, right, man. yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, I, and those are the days I just want to hurry up and get home. Right. And I just want to be with them. I uh -huh. just want to do things with them. And there's times where I'm just like, oh, don't home because... I, I messed up yesterday. I messed up this morning. Right. I, I got to show up and talk to us a little bit about how, as fathers, you know, maybe from your experiences, mm -hmm. what can we do to just make things, I guess you could say, right? Right. Okay. So, um, I didn't start drinking. I never drank alcohol. I didn't start drinking until I was 33 years old. Mm. And believe you me, I didn't take that first drink and say, man, I'm going to lose my wife and I'm going to lose my children and I'm going to go live and, you know, live in debauchery and in wickedness. I didn't say that. Mm -hmm. I just said, yeah, I'll have one. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was the crack that the enemy was able to come into my life. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then what happens is over time, now that, crack becomes bigger and it becomes an open door for the enemy mm. to come in and start the lives. You got married to, you got married too young. I got married at 22. You mm. got married at too young. She wasn't the one for you. My dad told me that that was the one for me. Mm. That was the best advice my dad ever gave me. I'd had girlfriends before, but this one, he gave me the wink and the nod and said, <laughs> this one. Amen. And that's the woman I've been married to for 32 years. Mm. But what I'm saying is, is that when that door is open, you begin to believe the lies. And now, instead of becoming self-sacrificing for your family, you become selfish because it's all about you now. Mm -hmm. Before I was working, I wanted a nice house. I want a house. I want my kids to have a pool. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to work for that. Just like my dad worked. Mm -hmm. And it was all about family and them and raising them. Mm. And then when I became all about me, that was the whole downfall for my life. It's because it's all about what I want, what I want to buy, 
man, I'm not getting respect. I'm not getting, and I felt horrible. Mm. And I could have lost everything. And just to be real, I remember reading the divorce papers that my wife gave me. They were divorce papers, man. Mm -hmm. And I remember the Holy Spirit telling me, you're going to lose the only good thing in your life. Because she was the only good thing in my life at the time, Doug. I'm out there doing what I'm doing, but she's home in this house with my children, praying for her man. She could have been doing... Oh, she could have... Taken and had all the, the right clean and had every right could biblically speak. And had another man living in there. And now. had she could have taken it. No, she went to her mm. father. Come on. She went to her father mm. for her man to come back to to come back home. Bro, that's a woman, that's the lighthouse. And so what happens is after all is going all this is going on, yes. The only good thing in my life I'm going to lose. And I could have been prideful and said, Psh, I'll find me another. Mm -hmm. I'll find me another house. Mm -hmm. I got a good job. No, bro. It's understanding and realizing and being prompted by the Holy Spirit. Even though I was wretched, the Spirit was still. Amen. Amen. No, no. Right? Definitely. definitely. You know, going to those places where I, you're here, you know. The Holy Spirit was prompting me. You're going to regret this yeah. for the rest of your life if you don't. No, I'm not going to do that. So, can I talk to you? Can we talk? Mm -hmm. And then, slowly but surely, the relationship, the marriage, the relationship with my children started to mend. Mm. Not right away. I, I wanted, okay, I'm back. Let's go, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't work that Parade way. Parade and everything. No, no, it doesn't work that way. So we, we, we end the chapter and we get into this new chapter, leaving my first love. Yeah. Amen. Jesus. Yeah. Um, you go from a, a a season where you're 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 ser you're, you're you're are you serving God? I'm yes, I'm doing the work of the Lord. Bro. And then you get and you come into this dark season. Yeah. Choir boys, mm -hmm. the drinking. Mm -hmm. The, the the ratchet living. Yes. And then you come to a place where the wife he says, I'm done. Mm -hmm. So let's we we we, we kind of got into that already. And you talked about the devil how he is subtle. And I always tell everybody, it's not the big things. Mm -hmm. Remember, it's the little things we fail to do right. or we don't do. And so I always look at it as like like a field. The little animals come first. Mm-hmm. Make way for the big animals. Right. And it was that one time where he said, you know what? Why not? Why not? And then the crack. And you, I love it when you said that crack turned into a door. Mm -hmm. And then you, you go through these years back and forth with the wifey. Ten, uh, 12 years. And she's standing her ground. She's standing her ground. She's keeping her faith. She's raising the children. Foster children are coming in now. And foster children. We didn't get into that. Yeah. And she and you guys are foster. You're raising foster kids, and um, she's like Wonder Woman. Oh yeah. You know, of course, most of the moms are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And she's uh, she's keeping in. She's yeah, she's uh, she's standing on the her the promises of God. She's standing on the word right. of God where she could have, and 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 um, the world's version. Right. I don't need this guy. No. I got, and she said it. When we were at the book signing, uh -huh. she said, I, 
I had my proof. And because she said she sought wisdom mm-hmm. and counsel, right? The Bible says that there's what safety in a multitude of counselors, right? She sought she sought <laughs> sought yeah counsel and no. So that's another thing that we need to watch out. And then God, we keep around us. And then God, oh, she, she, and and that's why she has a whole chapter because my wife's gonna tell you, and I was, she's gonna be one hundred. Yeah, and I would love to hopefully maybe do this. Oh yeah, with her oh, and bro. the wifey, oh, make her have us for dinner. Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Now you're gonna get her side. Amen. But but. Mr. Smotherman, Jim Smotherman lives next door. That's my man. Is okay. he still alive? Oh, he's still alive, bro. Ooh. You know, he's 80 somebody. But during this. He cooked like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's the people she chose to latch on to in this time of crisis. And that's a Bible study in its own. Watch who you hang out with in the bad times. Watch who you get counsel from. I like it the way my pastor puts it. Friends are like elevators. They're going to take you up or they're going to take you down. Come on. Choose wisely. And your wife chose season, wisdom. Filled. Godly filled. She didn't knuckle monitoring. No. Facebook, Instagram. The dude that's giving her the looks at Walmart. Okay. I'm just just saying. She chose to go to her heavenly father as opposed to going into the world. And so there's probably somebody right now who may be in that predicament who says... What do I do? Where do I go? Yes. And you're saying, go to the Father. Right. And, and as a child, that's what you did. Yeah. You know, and so go to the Father. And she she, she went after good counsel. And thank God. Yeah. And she's, women have this ability to do this. I, you know, men were like. Yeah, done. Peace out. Uh, women are like, I'm going to fight for this dude. Yeah. When the, when everyone, else, he's trash. Yeah. The enemy Telling and even you're like I'm trash. I don't know why you even. But but here's the thing. She she realized her part in this mm. downfall. She realized it and she puts it down. This is what I did to tear my marriage apart. Mm. That's she's got a whole chapter. That's different. Oh yeah, no. She's she's telling her perspective now. I, I'm I'm telling mine what happened. I got full of myself. You know, hey, I was so I'm gonna go out and do my thing. Mm. Well, she's now telling you, hey. Her part in this marriage and the the division that she created. And then she goes on how that came about. The mm-hmm. control. You know, she comes from a strong grandmother and mother. Strong women. Mm-hmm. So she's a strong woman. The control issue, you know, that she talks about, bro. So it's just not for men, for women, too, that can probably, you know, reach out and get some wisdom out of this book. Amen. I love this uh, section in um Love you, leaving my first love, Jesus. It says, "Take us." I'm gonna. We're gonna. You're gonna take us to the day, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna go ahead and start off. My youngest son was graduating from eighth grade. Yeah, and then you go to say this. Seeing my kids and Linda turn me around, through it. It says through it didn't solve my problem. It softened my heart. My kids and my wife were beautiful, and it struck struck me struck me that I was willing to give it all up. For what? I love that part where you said, I see my wife and kids and they were beautiful. Yes. Perspective. God was showing you, look it. This is beautiful. This is, you think you have it, but this is what, this is it. Take us to that day where it's just like God just, no, no. Right. Um, It's, you know, 
it's late May, early June, graduations. It's a beautiful day. I go to this graduation, and here's my family, and I'm the outcast. Mm. And so when I'm looking at them, God is changing this heart of stone into a heart of flesh. And I'm understanding and realizing now, man, what am I doing? Mm. So everything starts coming because I'm opening myself up to this door of light. Mm. I'm dark, but I'm opening up this door to light and it's getting brighter and brighter and it's showing me this, these beautiful people that are in my life that still love me despite, mm. despite of who I am, they still love me. They don't love what I'm doing, but they love the man. Anyway, bro, we went to, to lunch and we had lunch and, you know, I'm, I'm the whole time, I'm just thinking, what am I doing? What am I doing? Mm -hmm. And so that's when the healing started coming in and that's when the working through this started coming in. And, um, you know, I would like to say that after that, everything was yeah. like, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. I got it back into myself again, and I ruined that. And that was just one of the many times where I just in and out, you know, and um, I'm understanding now God's mercy, bro. A friend of mine, just yesterday, he says, I see you get emotional. <laughs> Why are you getting emotional? You know, I said two things, bro. I'm grateful and forgiven Ooh, come on. and I never want to lose those mm -hmm. I'm repentant I have a repentant heart every day I got to ask him for his forgiveness and I got to stay grateful that I need him here and when I stay in those and and those two you know things in my life that's the full perspective of who God is he's forgiven me he's blessed me and I'm grateful and with that grateful heart now I can be a blessing to others. I can be blessed and accept his love for me. And bro, a lot of us as men, mm -hmm. sometimes we can't forgive ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. When we don't forgive ourselves, now we're no good to anybody because we can't let the Father move in in our lives. Mm -hmm. But once we become humble and accept his forgiveness and start forgiving ourselves for what we've done and what we're doing, then that's when the work can begin in our lives, and that's when we can start forgiving others. Mm, come on, Amen. So, take we, we talked about the healing process beginning and the perspective, and how you started realizing how much you know you loved your family, and then of course you kind of went back to the old ways, and then that day where you get served, Ew. you're at their apartment and they serve you. Take take us to that day, and then. Kind of give us like the, the fast version of how you got back in the home and then how you got back somewhat on track with your family. Yeah, well, um, counseling. And what is it took? What it took? Yeah, well, it was that moment, that off, that moment of saying, I'm going to lose it all and I'm going to regret this for the rest of my life. And I'm not prepared for that. So I came, I, I sought counseling. Mm -hmm. You know, what is this? And basically, what it is, bro, it was a Christian counselor. And, um, Basically, we fight generational curses, bro. Mm, talk about okay? that. Okay. In my line of, there's alcoholism. 
in my line, there's philandering and understanding and realizing that now, cutting that off, stopping that curse so that my sons and daughters don't have to deal with it, right? Because if I'm still doing that with the roots, the roots, not yeah. that I, we don't get along. No, if we still do that, they're going to continue to grow. Yeah. And so, uh, like I mentioned, um, because of the realization, and I'll put it this way, in um, the story of the prodigal son, in the, in the book of Luke, he, uh, the Bible says he came to his senses. He was in a pig pen, feeling, feeding pigs. And he said, man, how many of my father's hired hands have more to eat than I do? Mm -hmm. Man, I'm going to... I'm going to go back to my father's house. And I remember thinking, man, I'm going to pay My life, I'm looking at people that I'm hanging around with, and I'm like, Ugh. good people, don't get me wrong, but they're not godly people. And so I'm looking at going, oh, this is not right. And so now, now, the clarity comes in to where it's like, okay, man, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go back to my father's house. I'm going to go to him first, ask him for forgiveness, ask him to help my wife forgive me to let me back into the house. Long story short, I come back. I apologize to her, to my children. I said, I'm going to be a better man. I'm going to be a different man. And so um, here we are. Not perfect. Still got issues. But I'm in a place now where God can move within my heart and direct me to how I should be as a husband and how I should be as a father. And like I said, when, when your children are calling you up and saying, hey, yeah, yeah. I got you, man, that, that is... It may be small. It might be... But it's, it's huge to you. So refreshing mm -hmm. to me. And in the same token, every so often I'll look at my son and I'll tell him, sorry. Mm -hmm. And he'll smile and he'll know what I'm talking about. Because I tell, I told them, I said, the enemy will want to always remember when he, mm. remember when he did, remember what he said. I said, the enemy will always do that to you, mm -hmm. to create that division in this home. But hey, I'm sorry. And he'll know, okay, taking me back to that place, but now I know this man right here. And that's not the man. And now it's to the point where my boy goes to work. Come here, son. I lay my hand on his forehead and I say, God's favor on your life. And what is that? God's favor is protection, his, his guidance, his wisdom on your life, wherever you go. You want to work? God's favor. Amen. Amen. I send my children out that way. My daughter, she comes. She's going to go fly out to, you know, wherever. Mija, come here. God's favor. And they know. How cool is that, bro? I get to bless my son before they get out the door. That is, that's God, man. And it could have been a whole different Oh, story. it could have been a whole, oh. No, no. God is good. You write in the book, um, and I will, a little rewind, that before this all happened, when you said, okay, Lord, I'm going to seek forgiveness. I'm going to go and get help. You coming, you you wrote coming from a, uh, who you were. Mm -hmm. I get words. 
you know, like the, the, the soldier. I tell guys to go, they go. I tell guys to come, they come. And I have to go humble myself and, and ask for help. Like, at that moment, you having to most likely get in front of someone that you know, like, come on. Like, take, give, let us know, like, for some of us, like, don't do that. Here's the, here's the thing, bro. When I'm working in jail, there's people behind bars that are in jail. And later on, I realized that I'm just like them. I'm in, I'm in jail. Metaphorically speaking, spiritually. Mm. Man, I got no freedom. I think I'm free. But I'm in prison. A filth. With no bars. With no bars, but I'm in a prison mm. that is keeping me from the, the, the great things of God. And then that's how all, it, it all starts to, you know, fall from there. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm understanding, I, I, I'm in a prison. And I was for the longest time, bro. Mm -hmm. And now many people are. They think they're they don't got to be in jail. To no, be they, in don't, they don't got to be behind bars. Ooh, come on. They don't have to be behind bars to be in a prison because it's a, it's a matter of the mind. It's a matter of what your, how you, your perspective. Mm -hmm. And then there's people behind bars, literal bars that are free because they love God. Come on. Right. And that's how I got perspective on this. And so as we're kind of coming to a landing, you you, hum you humble yourself. You say, Lord, I, I want this. Yeah. I want my family back. I want my children to love me. I, I, uh, and uh, how did were you, you know, you spoke about, like, y'all, you, you guys didn't appreciate me. Mm -hmm. You guys didn't love me. You guys this, A, right. B, and C. There's a lot of men out there, I would say. And even at times, maybe even for me, like, man, like, I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing everything yeah, I'm supposed yeah, to do. Bro. And you're not getting it. What, are, what advice can you give to a guy, uh, maybe a father out there or a man out there that says, hey, man, I'm doing everything I can. Yeah, bro. What's going on here? Yeah. Um, you're talking about our children, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Our wife. Wife, yeah, the family. Let's not give them monetary things. Okay. Let's not give them clothing and, and sports gear. Uh, give my wife, you know, a new cooking set or, you know, uh, let's just give them Jesus, bro. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, if we talk it, let's rock it. Mm, okay. If we say we're Christian, let's act accordingly. You know, and my wife will still check me today. She'll oh, be good for that. Oh, she'll I check like me it. hard. And I, and I <laughs> you know, I, initially I'll get all, but she's right. Yeah, yeah. She's right. Should we say that again? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is that if if me and her, that's that's my that's my queen. Mm -hmm. I got a princess and two kings or two uh, princes. But that's my queen. Mm -hmm. And if I'm taking care of my queen, man, it's gonna fall from there. They're gonna say, "Oh, why?" Because there's security now. Mm -hmm. We're 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 counting on God to to work within us, and it's hard, bro. I get it. It's hard. We still struggle in that. But we're working towards being better mm. for our children. Now we got grandchildren coming into the mix. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm Papa. She's Nana. What? They got to see. 
-hmm. You know, they got to feel the security. And all I'm saying is, yeah, men, we don't get appreciated. I get it. But we should not get our appreciation from anybody else but the Father. Mm. Amen. We get affirmation from the Lord. Man, now we can move. We humble ourselves before the Lord. And now we can we can work. We can go to work. We can go to school. We can be at home. It doesn't matter where we are. We've got the affirmation of the, of the Father. And because of that, now we're able to live life. Mm. So that's pretty much what I have to say about, you know, monetary stuff that comes and goes. But that treasure that we have from our father, man, that'll stay forever. And now we can bless our, our family, bless our home. Amen. I think a lot of times, you know, for us as new dads, I'm only 10 years in the game, <laughs> 11 years in the game, <clears throat> 12 years in the marriage. And I think a lot of times we forget because we want, because of, let's go back to the, oh yeah, the, the father issues, mm -hmm. the daddy issues, the, the, those generational things that maybe we fully haven't dealt with. Of course we haven't. And uh, expecting someone to do God's job. Mm. Like I tell my wife, like, sometimes I'm expecting you to do God's job and vice versa. Yeah. And yeah. so we got to be careful with that. Like you're saying, get it from God. Mm -hmm. And then if, you know, we all know that a healthy relationship with the Lord it flows. It does. And so as we come to a, a, a bit of a landing, again, thank you, man, for oh, no. inviting me in your home. I appreciate it, bro. Great time. Great conversation. Yes. Get the book. Get the book. Get the book. Um, what do you call it? Uh, um, you can go to Amazon and just type in, buy the book from the book. The book. Ed Roman will come up. Click on it. It does uh, come up pretty quick with your name. Well, you know what? Um They've been out of stock twice, which is good. Bad Ooh, thing. Come on, come so on. So that's a good thing. People All are right. buying it. Um, and um, here, here's the thing. I was like, Lord, I'm going to go talk to Pastor so and so, and I'm going to, you know, ask so and so about a podcast and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. And the Lord put me in check and said, "You're not ready." Ooh, come on. No book tours yet. <laughs> You're not ready. And I went, Lord, because I'm going to build you and prepare you. And then people are going to ask you. Mm. And I went, you don't gotta oh, knock, You don't got to knock no doors down. I don't got to. He's going to provide. Mm. What happened, bro? He, I get a text. Hey, bro, you know what's up, man? Hey, let's get together for uh, Pastor Ralph. Mm. Hey, men's Bible study. Can you share on the book? And I, I'm just, okay, Lord. Where you guide, you will provide, and you will lead Amen. to where somebody needs to hear something about the book. Mm. Again, it's not about me. It's my story, but it's about your... That's why the subtitle, bro. From Humble Beginnings to Tragedy to Redemption, because redemption is everything that Christ did for all of us. He redeemed us, bro. Mm -hmm. We were sinners, but he died on the cross for us. Shed his precious blood so that we can be redeemed to the Father. Mm -hmm. And that's why, man, I can do nothing but just say, thank you, Lord. Here you go. Here's my gift to you. You do what you want with it. And I don't need, I don't need to be, you know, hey, good job. But I know when I get to heaven, mm -hmm. I know maybe one day somebody's going to Hey, that's the guy with the book. Hey, that, that, that it wrong? That homie with a mustache. <laughs> that dude, that dude's no joke. Yeah. Amen. You know, he's being 100. Dang, put himself out there like that. Yeah. 
And, you know, again, like I said, one of the things that I really appreciated about the book was the transparency, mm. you know, yeah. I, um, and it wasn't a trash piece and it wasn't to glorify. You weren't the hero, really. Mm. You really weren't the hero. No. God it was the hero. Yeah. And your wifey was like the hero. <laughs> your kids were the hero. Yeah, yeah. And I love that part because I'm like, my dad was a hero. Oh, definitely. You definitely. Know? So that's why, you know. And it was like, you were telling your story in a humble way. You're being transparent. Yeah. And uh, at the end, it was like, very, it was like, I'm not, I, I, at the end of the book, I didn't just, I'm not just thinking of you, but I'm thinking of the, 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 the I'm thinking at the end, I'm like, wow. All right, Lord. I, I, I get it. Yeah. I'm not just be like, man, it's a, man, Edward, Ed this, Ed that, yeah, Ed yeah, this, yeah, Ed yeah. that. I didn't get that. All right, I got, all right, Lord. Because God was just like. That, and that's, 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 what, that's what the intention is. Mm -hmm. For God to do the, the healing. For mm -hmm. God to do the revealing mm -hmm. of certain things in people. And what good. Right. But, you know, um, in Isaiah 29, 13, um, and like I was telling you, being real, uh, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Mm. And I was there, bro. I was going to church. Hey, I went to church, check the box. Hey, I went to go serve on this day, check the box, and I'm cool. But I still want to do what I want to do and go where I want to go. And that's honoring with the mouth and the lips. But my heart was far from him. Mm. And until I made a conscious decision that day when I said, Lord, I'm a sinful man. Depart from me. Mm. Until I made that conscious decision to say, man, Lord, I don't want to be lukewarm. Man, I don't, don't want to be. I want to be restored. I want to be. I want to be holy. Mm. And then that's when everything starts working, bro. And everything starts coming. And the download of, of certain things that I can remember, the sights, the smells, the feelings of what I was able to convey in this book mm. that could make a difference in somebody's life. Not because I said it, but because God's into the redeeming of his children. Mm. Imagine, bro, if your kids didn't talk to you. Hey, what's up? I Hey. Well. That's what we do to God. Right, bro? That's what we do to him. And I can remember one Father's Day. I'm all getting feelings. Nobody texts me. I'm at church and, you know, I'm by myself. And and I remember feeling down, right? Yeah, yeah. And I said, Lord, what's up with these kids, man? They don't. And I remember hearing in my spirit, bro. Did you wish me a Father's Happy Father's Day today? And I went. Did you wish me happy Father's Day today? Lord, no. Happy Father's Day. You're the best. You know? yeah, yeah. And that's the ability that the Holy Spirit is able to convict us mm. into doing what's right, bro. So, amen, amen. so anyway. So at the end of the day, man, uh, go get the book. Hey, go get the book. Oh, uh, Ed Roman. Hey, thank you. Uh, the Centurion. Dot com. Yeah. You can go to my website, edromanthecenturion.com, and uh, find out a little bit more about the book, about me, and uh, about my struggles, about my, my victories in Christ. And so, um, 
Hey, bro, that was only like a few chapters. We got to finish up with a couple more chapters next it, time. <laughs> and um, there's it's just it's like so much. And, yeah. and, and, uh, and I think uh, I probably have to I have to go back and read it. But yeah, man, um, what good could come out of Santa Fe Springs? Oh my goodness! God bless Santa Fe Springs, man. <laughs> man, I tell you, um, hey, even uh, my pastor Josiah Silva, he's from Santa Fe Springs. We grew up like oh, for sure. Three... Oh, yeah, he went to Pioneer High School. No, or... he went to Santa Fe. Oh, oh, Santa so Fe. he grew up in the Pioneer Gardens. Okay, okay. And uh, you know, we're like maybe four blocks away, same area, same hood, uh, same schools, elementary and, and junior high. But the thing was, is that he said the same thing. What could come out of Santa Fe Springs? But um, uh, uh, men of God who just love Him, and uh, <laughs> coming from, and and your story could be so different because you talk about your pops when he gets to the border, he has to convince them that he's. Oh yeah. That was good, yeah. right? And then moms couldn't border you, right? You could have fell into the traps of. You talk about the story of where. You could have done drugs. You uh -huh. could have wilded out as a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all these things could have flipped your story. Right. But I always tell everybody, if you look at your life like a roll of film, so this is old school. Uh -huh. When we used to roll get of film, yeah. a roll of film, you take it to Savon's. Yeah, yeah. Nobody knows Savon's, yeah. do they? <laughs> and you leave it in a little yellow, drop it in the box, come back for it. I tell people, you know, so you pull out that film, if your life was filmed, you'd see God's fingerprints everywhere. Oh, man. Everywhere. Man. Everywhere. And I tell people, there's a reason why you're still here and you're still breathing. The purpose. Finding that purpose. Mm -hmm. But for me and for you, it was only in Christ. Amen. Amen. I mean, it was you, you think it was maybe as a and um, being a sheriff was a, was a, was a, was a, another avenue. Uh -huh. Being a father is another avenue. Being a husband's an avenue. Yeah, yeah. For us, we have different avenues. But finding that purpose in Christ is, I tell people, some people never find it, but yet you see the house. You oh, see yeah. the, the legacy, the mm -hmm. career. Yeah. But they're empty. Well, the thing is, is that we can all talk about what God saved us from. Mm. What did God save us for? Oh, Lord. Right? We are. We all know. Our, what we kicked and what we're struggling with. We all know that. God saved me from. Okay, cool. But what did he save you for? Mm. What's your purpose? That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's, amen. Right there. What's your purpose? And you can sleep good for that. Oh, bro. You can, you can, you can die today. And, and you talk about legacy? Yeah. Choices. Are gonna determine your legacy, good or bad. The dude with the tattoo. I like that story. I'm gonna maybe end, can I end it with that? We can end it with that. Okay. We're ending it now. <laughs> like you know, Pentecostals, we just closed ten times. Ah no. <laughs> Don't give no preacher of mic. We're 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 circling the airport. But anyway, um I'm working overtime at Norwalk Court. We're like part one, part two right now. <laughs> we're like two hours, I think. A little under two hours. Well, yeah. Amen. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah, we Good can stuff. Work, we go like forever, but um, no more coffee. I know. I need some more. Um, so uh, I'm working overtime in Norwalk Court, and um, I'm working no walk. No walk. So no I, I, I'm working lockup, and um, bus brings the inmates in. We put them in the serpent cells, and they're holding tanks. We call them. Uh, but today we had a Mexican mafia associate. Okay. He, he's a bad dude. 
And so we have to separate him, put him in a, 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 a separate room. And so um, it has bars, or I'm sorry, it has a hard door, and then it has bars, and then the cell. Got to keep them away because, you know, who knows what can happen. So they tell me, hey, go get so-and-so, he's up, meaning he's got to go show up, you know, for his arraignment. Uh, an associate now. So I open up the hard door. It's a big metal door. I see the bars. He's sitting down. No shirt on. Hey, you're up. Okay. He gets up. He starts buttoning his shirt because, you know, he's going to court. And um, as he's putting on his shirt, I see a tattoo on his back. And it blew me away. I had never seen it before. I've never seen it since. I've seen a lot of people with tattoos, but this one. So put your shirt on, handcuff him. I bring him out of the cell. We're walking down the hallway towards the court, and I say, that tattoo on your back, what's the significance? He pauses. On his back, I had a choice tattooed. I had, and I said, what's the, what's the significance? Well, you know what? People want to blame their parents. People want to blame society. They even want to blame you. No, I had a choice. I said, dude, that's deep. I said, do you know how many people don't want to take responsibility for their actions, but yet you are? I said, man, that's deep, dude. I said, all right, let's go, right? But it gives the all-important, the choices that you make have long-lasting ramifications mm. or blessings. The choices that you make are going to create a legacy for good or for bad. It, you choose. Mm -hmm. And this man, unfortunately, and I can see how he, his, man, this, he had a certain, a certain amount of credibility. And, you know, I can see why he's a Mexican mafia associate and why he, uh, it, but if he would have used that for something good, bro, who knows where he, he could have been. Yeah, definitely. You know, who knows? Yeah, who you knows? know, ha having that type of intellect, you know, because these students are incredibly gifted and smart. Oh, no, definitely, yeah. But they chose that route. Yeah. So choices, ladies and gentlemen, choices. So, amen. So, amen, we just want to, again, thank you for letting me come into your beautiful amen. home. Thank you, we said a lot of things. We, we had... That's why I love podcasting, because what can go wrong, will go wrong. And what happens, happens. <laughs> yeah, I know. But we had a great time. We talked about a lot of things. Hopefully, we can come back and finish the book. Yes. But any, honestly, we, we probably need you to go get the book. That would, that would help. That would help. And hopefully, we can have the wifey on. And oh, yeah. She can tell, uh, she can speak on her chapter. Yeah. But uh, again, man, thank you for, for sharing your life with me, sharing your book with me. And um, we, all, we, all, we do two things here. We tell stories, yes, and we give God glory. Oh, come on, Amen. Amen. God bless you. So next time, remember, you can catch this interview on a Google Podcast, Apple Music, Spotify, anywhere you find your uh, audio. It will be on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, in the next few days. Again, thank you. Amen. God bless you. Anything? Uh, Ed Roman, TheCenturion.com. Amen. God bless you. Amen.